Hello, welcome to myself, Max McGillivray from Beanstalk. Julie, could you say hello to everyone, please? Yes, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Excited to be here. Actually, that's a good point. Should we just we'll, we'll do it with the uh, other our uh, other experts when we bring them in? But uh, I'm sat in the sat, stood in the UK, and it's four o'clock my time, uh, so sixteen hundred hours. Uh, Julie, where are you? What's the time with you, please? Uh, I'm here, based in Oregon, in the US, and it's eight o'clock, eight a.m. in the morning. Eight o'clock. Uh, eight o'clock. What does the O stand for? Oh my crikey, it's uh, it's early. So re really pleased to have. Um, Julie on, um, Julie and her other board members, they have created this amazing, amazing initiative called Global Women Fresh. And I normally um, talk about Global Women Fresh and give everyone a bit of an understanding, but because we've got Julie mm -hmm. on today, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna hand it over to Julie. Julie, can you tell us about Global Women Fresh and the fundamental difference that you're making to fresh produce internationally, please? Sure. So Global Women Fresh is an organization, a non-for-profit uh, that was created to inspire, connect and, and connect women around the world in the produce business. <clears throat> and then when we started it three years ago, we started it with the mission of really focusing a little bit more about the executive director level management. Uh, and then we thought, my God, we have such a great opportunity to really connect all the supply chains. So really think about the women who work all the way from the farm to the table. Yeah. And that's what we've been doing for the last three, three years. We have more than a thousand members in our organization. Uh, we've been growing dramatically in the last two years. And, and the topic that we're going to be talking today, social impact, it's one that is very important in our organization. Um, you know, when we see the statistics and the data around the world, the women who are working at the farm level uh, and all of the different aspects that are, are disrupting the market and, and how companies in the private sector can be part of the solution of all some of those problems that we're having. Um, I think that that's one of the things that get me excited in the morning and really continue to work for Global Women Fresh. And I think that all of the women we've invited today have a little piece of, of that story. Um, I think it's critical that companies, other companies out there listen to the podcast and get inspired and, and very excited to be here. And thank you, Max, for giving us the opportunity to be here. No, no problem. I can't remember how long we've been running. It must be coming up to eight, nine months since uh, we started this monthly broadcast with Global Women Fresh. And we hope through our Beanstalk platforms that we've been able to make a little bit of a difference. But, but you know, I was thinking about this uh, this earlier. I, I do feel that we've I, I feel that we've got to be a little bit critical of our of our sector. I, I think the fresh produce sector internationally, in some areas, is so sophisticated in terms of variety development and in terms of supply chain, in terms of the, the enormous um, success that everyone has managed to create out of um, out, out of the pandemic. But I'm, I'm still a bit disappointed, embarrassed in some respects, as to how we're not creating more diversity uh, within within the sector. Uh, we, were, we were asking in our office, um, how many businesses do we know that have got a really good match of diversity within, the, in, within their business? And we found it very difficult to actually nominate companies that are, that, that are sort of 50-50. And, and I know it's a really not nice to have, but I do think that we are not adopting as quickly as we can within the fresh produce sector. But then again, we are a bit like an oil tanker, that, that everything is changing and our sector needs to change as well. And again, that's why I think that having the likes of you, Julie, and your, your other board members is so important because you can create that change. But we also need to be a, a little bit aggressive and get those big corporates Don't. to hop on board and to sponsor you. And everyone I meet, and I know that everyone um, else that's been on these broadcasts, that saying to all of their contacts, you must join Global Women Fresh. Julie, would you agree with me? Absolutely, 100%. When you think about it, 50% of the world were, were ultimately were women. We are uh, 80, 90% of the purchasing decision that happens at the store level, it's happening because of women. We're the ones who are going to the stores, making the choices of how do we feed our families, our kids, and so on. So yes, it is time for companies and you know governments and countries to really pay attention to make sure that women are fully integrated in the supply chain. And that and that's why we created a global movement fresh. And that's it's, it's the exciting part of the discussion. And and, and I think that um, we're just going to continue to, you know, to, to go after the goal of getting women in, in, in higher positions, to get in women to have better rights in different countries. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what we're here for. 
Okay, and also everyone, it's the connections uh, that the likes of Global Women Fresh can, can bring you. Um, I, I didn't look to create a, create, create a relationship with Global Women Fresh for, for that, but they very kindly introduced us to the likes of the ITC, International Trade Centre, She Trades, uh, United Nations. We've got a fabulous relationship going on with the India, with a, uh, an amazing lady, Nina Patel and Fresh Express in, in India. Uh, we're also talking to Colombia uh, now through, uh, through June, which we're really excited about. So it's not just um that this uh, you've got to wave a banner to do good it's actually very good networking as well because of the network that they've they've got so so julie um at this point should we bring in all of our other experts and just to really emphasize the level of connections that you've got and also the um the, the spread that global women uh, fresh have got internationally should we do that julie absolutely bring them on team ladies would you all come in please I love this. Oh, Julie, I love this, but it's so exciting to see every, everyone come in, especially when we look at where from where everyone is, is from. So, so um, Julie, I'm just going to get some, I, I love this um, uh, uh, time check. So, Julie, can you just uh, reiterate again where you're from um, and what the time zone is and what your temperature is? Julie, you go first. Uh, so I'm in Oregon and it's almost 100 degrees here and it's 8 a.m. in the morning. Fantastic. Right. Next, we are going to go to Jenny. Jenny Coleman, uh, where are you and what is the temperature and who are you representing, please? Good morning. Uh, I'm uh, Jenny Coleman. I'm the president of Equifruit. I'm coming to you from Montreal in Canada. It's 11 a.m. here and it's uh, a cool 13 degrees uh, Celsius. I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but... <laughs> It's, it's a it's a lovely day, and uh, Equifruit is a Canadian importer and marketer of fair trade fruit and mostly bananas. Bananas, fantastic, Jenny. Thank you. So we go from America to Canada. Canada, Lena, Lena, where are you, please? And what is your temperature? And who are you representing, please? Hi, Max. How are you? Hi, everyone. I'm located in the beautiful country of Colombia, in the city of Medellin. And we have an amazing 25, 26 uh, degrees Celsius. Wow. And, and tell, tell us a, a little bit about, um, about your business, please. Okay. So I work as the chief um, human resources officer of Cartama, a company that is dedicated to produce and develop the avocado has industry in, in Colombia. Wow, fantastic. And I, I love what you said earlier in our green room, uh, that Colombia is perfect. What, 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 you, you could put that on the, um, on, on the slogan for the, uh, for the tourist board. Colombia is, is perfect. And Martha, over, over to you, please. Where are you? What is the temperature and who are you representing, please? Hello. Good morning. Uh, I am Mexico City. Um, here the weather is also beautiful as in Colombia, we have about 20, uh, 20 degrees centigrade degrees. Uh, I am the director of a NGO, Mexican NGO, that, and our mission is to facilitate the human, social, and uh, economic development in the, in the population. And we work in different areas of education, health, and uh, productivity, and citizenship. Fantastic. And Martha, is Mexico beautiful as well? Well, it's, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. We have all kinds of fruits and vegetables and wonderful food. Excellent. Cool. Julie, I'm, I'm having trouble keep, keeping up. We've gone from America to Canada to Colombia to, to Mexico. Where should we go next? I know. Let's go to Eunice in Kenya. Hi. Hi, everybody. My name is Eunice Mutua. Uh, from Kenya and it's 19 degrees Celsius here in Kenya. Very beautiful country in Africa. And I lead uh, the organization called Select Fresh Produce Kenya Limited, an exporter organization exporting avocado, uh, pineapple, uh, sweet potato from Kenya into the world. It's a pleasure to be part of this uh, conversation today. Thank um you. Fantastic. And, and Eunice, can you just confirm that Kenya is also beautiful? It is amazingly beautiful and you are all welcome to Kenya. Excellent. Fantastic. And last but not least, Barbara, we, we need to go to Europe now. We need to go to one of Europe's uh, most attractive, um, attractive countries. Uh, Barbara, would you happen to be in Spain? 
Hello, good afternoon. I'm from Spain. I'm in Madrid. The weather is not really good. It's cloudy <laughs> today, so I don't know why summer starts yesterday because today is not good, the weather. I'm journalist uh, of Siete Agro Marketing and I represent, represent my director, Giselle Falcón, that uh, he couldn't stay here because he had a busy day. No problem. We're very blessed to have you, Barbara. So, <laughs> so thank you. And, and just to tell everyone, I am in, uh, in the UK and it's currently 16 degrees and it's a bit over, overcrowded here. So I'm a, I'm a bit confused as to whether I should go to Colombia, Canada, uh, Mexico, uh, Kenya. Well, we'll, we'll find, find out as, uh, as we go. So everyone, what we're going to do is I'm, I'm going to do a short, deep dive interview with them, each of our experts. Um, and then we're going to have a, a question and answer session on this uh, subject being social impact with a focus on gender equality. Can it be achieved? So if you've got any questions, feel free to send them in. Or if you've got my numbers, feel free to, to WhatsApp. So if it's OK, everyone, could everyone turn off those videos apart from Jenny? Jenny, Jenny and I are going to go um, first so we can find out a, a little bit more about um, Ecofood and everyone else just get ready to turn your videos as, um, um, as we come, come around to you. So, so Jenny, really excited to have the conversation with you. And we've been having a, a little bit of a, a chit chat on, on, on LinkedIn and I haven't told um, Julie yet, but what we're really keen to do at a later point is, is have a, a longer uh, broadcast with, with you because of what Ecofruit fruit does. But not to spoil that, uh, that conversation, just can you give us a bit of an understanding as to you, your background and also to Equifruit, please? Sure. Uh, thank you, Max. It's lovely to be here. Um, so I've been involved in the produce industry since 2013 when I bought this company, which wow. was called Equicosta at the time. I had this very naive idea that fruit was sort of fun and it turns out that a fruit business is actually really stressful. Yeah. However, if you don't try things in life, you're never going to get anywhere. And here we wow. are eight years later and I love the business that I'm in. We're really a niche player. We are focused solely on fair trade produce. Um, and as I said earlier, that's mostly bananas. Uh, we're a team um, of eight, uh, seven of whom are women. So we're a real wow. outlier in the produce business. Uh, and, you know, it's sort of funny because often we think about uh, diversity being a little bit uh, more complex than just the, the gender split. But in our team, uh, the man in our team is our diversity. <laughs> uh, Equifruit works with two cooperatives of small producers, one in Ecuador and the other in Peru. Uh, we've done mostly organic fair trade bananas. We have a retail partner that started a conventional fair trade banana program um, earlier this year. And we have our eye on um, global fair trade banana domination in our books. Wow. Uh, we won't rest until we've changed mindsets, uh, Canadian mindsets or North American mindsets about the way they buy their bananas. We want people to think about where their fruit has come from and who has produced um, them and under what conditions and we hope that those are are fair conditions uh, for wow. growers and plantation workers fantastic so do do you think there's now excuse my naivety do you think there's an issue within canada that people aren't aware of where the likes of bananas are, are being sourced from and how they're being sourced because in the uk we're getting we're getting better that there's more slightly it's not perfect but there's more of, of, an, of an understanding it, is this a big issue that educational yeah. piece in, yeah, within Canada. It's, it's still a big issue. And we look to the UK, which has, um, you know, one out of three bananas uh, is fair trade. And here we're around 1% of the market. Wow. So we still have uh, a lot of work to do. You know, you use the word education. We, uh, when we're building relationships with buyers at retailers, we do a lot of education. There's, um, uh, you know, the banana industry has been very um, closely held by a number of large companies. The buyers we're working with have only ever worked with these companies. And here comes Equifruit, a team of women who are still selling 
a commodity product, the banana, but at a higher price because of the fair trade standards that we are respecting, which of course cover the cost of sustainable production and the fair trade social premium, an additional amount uh, for community investment. So we, we do a lot of um, education at the, at the buyer level, but we are also, though we're a B2B company, we're selling to supermarkets and distributors. We're also trying to create a consumer brand and wow. so we're also speaking directly to consumers. We've done a big rebranding in the last year. We have very um, fun, humorous <laughs> uh, banding around our organic bananas, um, very uh, pointed uh, point of sale material that um, in very, very simple terms explains why fair trade is important. And uh, our, our, you know, sort of our tagline is that Equifruit is the only banana you should buy. And we want people to look at that and say, well, why is that yeah. the case? Go to our website, equifruit.com. Go to our yeah. social media. We're, we're killing it on Instagram. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> and then have people say, well, uh, the reason that Equifruit is the only banana you should buy is that they're unfortunately um, terrible. There's terrible exploitation in the banana yeah. industry. And Equifruit's fair trade banana is an alternative to that. That's, yeah. Jenny, Jenny, that's um, that, that's fantastic. Especially when when you think of if this was a a, a coffee, well, let's not name a brand, but if it was, a, if it was a coffee in the UK, I'd be paying three pounds, so whatever that is in, in, in Canadian dollars. And you look at the price. I don't have a banana, so that's my my token banana. Um, and if you look at the price of a banana, it's it's next to nothing. So paying a little bit more that's for exactly. your banana, no, knowing the good it's going to do, yeah. is 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 a no, no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. It is such a small increase here for us at retail in Canada that makes such an enormous difference at origin. Only 4% of the global yeah. export banana market is being sold on fair trade terms, and we want to increase that number. Yeah. We, we're, um, yeah. And, and, and Jenny, um, as a quote, I, I often bring out uh, four or five years ago, there was a, a major conference in the UK. It's called the City Food Lecture. And, and it's attended about by about 500 people. And we had the, I can't remember his name, but it was the vice president for PepsiCo for the UK and Europe attended. And uh, there's a, a chap that I'm sure a number of you will know, Chris White of Marketing oh, Intelligence, yeah. who runs Eurofruits and um, Fresh Produce right. Journals, heavily involved with uh, Fresh Parser. And uh, when we got to the questions, uh, Chris uh, bravely stood up and said, um, why doesn't PepsiCo invest in bananas and uh, there's this uh, vp retorted back when you show me how to make money out of bananas we'll invest in bananas and so, oh and and there's one of the fundamental issues and, and it's it's the big issue about fresh produce that's the, this race to the bottom of just thinking that if you undercut your your, your competitor that you'll be able to get into that that uh, into that retail sector but actually the, the the taste of the product and the good that you're doing um and bananas are so much better than a can of sugary sugary pop that actually the the, re, the, the customer should be paying a little bit more for that privilege especially if um if, if you're if they're doing good um as you are with the, with your business so what what's your dream what's your realistic dream where do you want Equifruit to be in the next three to five years, please? We, we want fair trade bananas to be mainstream in Canada. And so we have a, a magic container number, which I won't reveal, which accounts for about 16% of the market. We have done research where if you have achieved that level of market penetration, you can say that people know uh, well enough what your product is would have a much better understanding of fair trade and we just we want to get fair trade bananas equivalents fair trade bananas out of um, smaller niche retailers and that's happening yeah. right now and into something where uh, you don't just have to be in a sort of a chic downtown yeah. urban market in order to uh, make an ethical choice in the produce department of your grocery store. Well done. I'm going to tell every Canadian I know to buy your fruit and also to look at your website. Well, your website is cracking. One of the best, the best fresh produce websites I've, I've seen. And, and ditto yeah, the you. um, your your Instagram. So stay there. Lena, can you can you come in, please? Because we're going to swap over um, to, to yourself. Um, uh, Jenny, just on on the on the social media side, did, have you found that? Jenny, stay in. Don't go. Oh, okay. Why do I people didn't know where they are. I should no, no, no. Uh, go to the uh, backstage. 
Jenny, have you found the social media side um, great, engaging? Have, have you all enjoyed it? Yeah, we're having a great time. We're having a really great time. And in this new rebranding, we've sort of found our voice. We have a, um, a, a jagged banana who is the, sort of the, the yeah. voice of our brand. Uh, we call that banana the only banana. So if you go to our Twitter feed, we're, you know, it's, it's that banana's voice. And uh, uh, that banana can say all sorts of things that I might not say, but um, she gives us the, the ability to, to be a little bit more cheeky than uh, we might be in, in real life. So Fantastic. we're having a really good time. Go have a look. It's, it's, it's super fun at, at Equifruit. As I said, if, if I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Julia will, will allow me. We'll, we'll get you on to do a, a longer interview so we can uh, um, tell the world even more, more so about some um, about Equifruit. Jenny, thank you very much. Lena, what are Jenny? Lena, do you enjoy bananas? I love bananas. Of course, I love bananas. I love bananas, and I, it was you know hearing you out, Jenny. I think that you you touched some very important points about changing the mindset of the consumer. Because I think the companies are, you know, already engaging in social impact and shared value. But I think that we also need to change that mindset from our consumers. So yeah, well it's a really, really well good comment. So, so, so Jenny, Jenny, you go now. This is the bit, Jenny, okay. where you go. God, she just wouldn't go, Lena. She's fantastic. She just wouldn't go. So, so Lena, you've got that. I reckon you got the best job, and in some some respects, the worst job in the in the in the world. In the respect of being human resources officer for such an incredible business, that we always use as an expression that um, um, uh, employing people is, is uh, employing people is the best thing about running a business, and employing people is the worst thing about about run, running a business. But let, let's major on on your business. Can you? I know you gave us a little bit of an intro when we started, but can you? Give us a, even more so. Can you tell us about about your business and uh, what it grows, what it produces, and where you sell your products, please? Of course, of course, Max. Thank you very much. Well, the journey of Cartama actually began twenty years ago. So we, we know we have been in the market for quite a while. And the the what we do at Cartama is that we produce and we um, uh, develop the has avocado industry in, in Colombia. That's our, you know, our main, our main um, uh, job or, or the focus of, of our company. Um, we have, I mean, we have clients all over the world. We are exporting our products to the United States, to China, to Japan, um, wow. to Europe. Um, you know, every, every year we're just capturing more and more because uh, the Colombian uh, has avocado industry is very interesting. We, we, you know, going back to the weather in Colombia, which is, you know, perfect. <laughs> it allows Colombia to produce has avocado almost the entire weeks of the year, at wow. least 52 wow. weeks of the year. So we are, you know, gaining a lot of, of market um, options and, and, you know, year after year, we're just growing. We are a very interesting new um, player in this has avocado market. So yes, it's great. And my job, my job is, is amazing, Max. I'm very, Excellent. very, <laughs> I'm very pleased, you know, to have this, this position as a chief uh, human resources officer um, because most of the, the strategies and the definition of our business is, is right here. We have the responsibility of, you know, creating the correct uh, organizational structure that is going to allow us to do business the Cartama way, which is the right way and the only way to do business. And that is, you know, considering and focusing on shared value because that's the purpose of Cartama. That's what, that's what we have, you know, that's the definition, our definition of, of getting things Cartama way. So, and this is something that we, we don't just say, this is something that we do. I, in, if you take a look at our organizational structure, you're going to see that everywhere, we are habilitating those capacities to be able to develop the industry in Colombia. We have a research and development 
um, area, uh, focusing on a lot of things, mainly, of course, you know, bringing new best practice and, you know, learning a lot of bit more about Haas Avocado. We have, you know, from our suppliers also dedicated to teach them to grow, to have, you know, a, a better development of their business. And of course, we have, you know, sustainability uh, teams, um, you know, taking care of the environment, taking care of, of, of course, the people. Um, so my job is amazing. I'm very, very happy and very, very pleased. And what is great about your business is that because of this exponential rise of avocado consumption uh, globally, the fact that you and your colleagues can do so much good with it in the respect of your colleagues, um, in respect of the people that you're employing, in the respect of the, the growers that presumably you're outsourcing to, it's, it's sort of that, like, uh, not being glib about it, but that fresh produce love um, can, can be spread spread throughout. What, what about the, this uh, thorny subject about gender equality with the business? Have you looked to create diversity or, or is that um, have you been very lucky? Have you been very fortuitous? Has it just come to you, come to you in the business naturally, the, the whole element of gender equality? Well, gender equality is something that also uh, concern us. But, you know, our numbers are pretty great. If you take a look at especially, you know, at the. The, the chief officers and the mid-management, we have around 40 to 45% of gender equality, women wow. and, and men. So we are doing great. Where we have more areas of opportunity is at the base of our, of our structure. We have uh, around 22, 25% of women working at, at, that, at that level of the organization. But, you know, we are working and on new initiatives, since our, our business is growing fast, we are in the process of, of creating a whole new uh, packing house. And, wow. you know, we are going to, to we have been making these this, this choices of, of creating a skill center with new technologies and new ways to do the things so we can reduce the amount of brute force and that will allow us to, to you know, invite more women to work with us. So oh, this is, this is, Lena, this this is fantastic. We'd love to find out more about uh, about your 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 business. So if you've got any pictures that you can send to us that we could put up on this uh, broadcast recording, so we could show off your your business to, to everyone internationally, that'd be fantastic. And I love what the the work that you're. That you're doing and you've obviously got your eyes set on how you want your business structured um internally in respect of the of the gender equality so it's a real press leader just stay stay there we're going to bring martha in uh martha can can you come come in please da, 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 da. here goes martha okay i'm here so, so so martha i've got to ask do you like avocados as well oh yes of course this is something that we eat in, in a daily basis in mexico Excellent. I don't think there's going to be enough avocados to go around. Lena, thank you very much. If you just turn off your, off your video, then we're going to have a, a catch up with Martha. And Lena, we'll see you in the Q&A a little bit later. So, so Martha, it's great to, to have you. Could you give us a bit more of an understanding as to your role within Mexico? So so um, everyone listening in, either on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, YouTube, or the podcast can fully understand who and what you do within, uh, within Mexico, please. Well, we are not really um, directly in the production industry, but uh, our business is to work with, with people. We are a Mexican NGO and we work in key action areas in line with the sustainable development goals with a vision of transforming our world. Our priorities are focused on solving problems around improving health, education, quality, labor, productivity, and social participation within a framework of gender equality. Um, grounded in our experience, we develop the framework for facilitating intrinsic empowerment, which uh, operationalized Amartya Sen's Nobel Prize winning, the Human Capabilities Approach, and um, this uh, strategy is the, the basis of, for the design 
and the um, implementation and evaluation of all of our programs and all our programs are called I want, I can. So recently, our link with, with this, with this uh, uh, panel is that the agro-industry has uh, uh, called us to participate as advisors for uh, facilitate the creation of committees for deferred trade certification, as well as uh, to, to work with the community diagnosis to help people to decide how to improve the quality of life uh, of uh, agricultural labors, taking advantage of the fair trade benefits. So we start with the with the with this work with the um, the real needs of the population with which we work, identified uh, to our diagnostic studies, and we take into account the the social cultural norms and the education health. Uh, governmental and economic service that are present in the region. So um, we, we train replicators in, in the field to, to, work, to workshops, which uh, they can replicate with a target population uh, accompanied by our team. And these workshops are um, ex experiential and formative and provide participate, uh, participants with life skills and knowledge about rice and about how to, to reduce psychosocial barriers and um, have a better, um, a, a, a bet, a better pro productivity and uh, well-being life in, in, their, in their context. Martha, I don't think I've met anyone like you. You are so impressive but i suspect that you wake up every morning wanting to do more what what does this look like just like the question i asked jenny success what is success going to be for you and your colleagues in in five years time where do you want to take your your hard work well uh, our work is uh, focused on behavior change if we can change the behavior of the of the people, not not just the the uh, women, but also to to improve the quality of life of the different population that are involved in all the the, the change of productivity, and um, we really can um, make a, a a change and to empower participants that they are convinced that they have made behavior change to improve their lives um, so mm -hmm. that they can feel able to make decisions and take responsibility for the for the consequences of all the things that they are um, deciding day by day related with the best best choices of of food that they uh, that they have uh, in the in the nutrition aspects and also they become agents of change in their families and in their community Excellent. And I think this is the thing that we want to, to improve to the, the changes influence this, the socio-cultural socio norms in a way that, that takes into account the, the common good. And, and uh, Martha, I'm just going to ask this question. Do you, you've got such a fascinating job, but I bet it's also a very difficult job. And there's a reason for asking this question. Do you ever feel like giving up? Oh, no, I think that we have a lot of work. There are a lot of difficult problems that, that we need to, to solve and we need to, to work not only in, in, the, in, in the productive aspects, but also with educators, with community leaders, with health personnel to work together to, to achieve this sustainable change to community participation and, and the intrinsic empowerment of each people. That is the way in which they are going to really um, make, uh, make their, their rights uh, every day. So I, I think that, that I'm not, I, I never think to, I'm going to give up. I think that we have more and more work each day, and when and about the the gender aspects is uh, there are a lot of 
of uh, things that we need to take into account yeah, and, and we need to promote gender equality as, as a, a, a brand of, of, of the, as a critical part of, of violence prevention in general. Yeah, fantastic. I think just in, in our three, four minutes together, I've learned such a, a lot from you. You've given us a masterclass on what you and your colleagues are, are doing, deploying in, in Mexico. And the, the reason for asking the question about do you ever uh, look to give up? Of course not, because you're you're not like that. And that's what I'm fascinated with these broadcasts that we do with Global Women Fresh. The thing that I always learned is that uh, none of none of you uh, want to give up. You just keep going, keep going, keep going until you make this success. So the, the, the success around fresh produce, which is doing good on a global basis and, and what you can do with your colleagues to influence people to drive that social change within Mexico so that we're hopefully buying fresh produce for Mexico and Europe and likewise in, in America because of the influence that you've created, Martha, is, is, is fantastic. So Martha, stay there. Barbara, could you, could you come in, please? So Martha, I've just got to ask you, do you like bananas as well? Uh, just going back to back to Jenny from Canada. So, so we already know you like avocados. Do you like bananas as well? Yes, of course. <laughs> they are. Oh, fantastic! Uh, Barbara, come on! I've got I've got to ask you that 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 question: avocados or bananas? Which would you go for, Martha? Thank you. Hello. Hello, Barbara. So uh, I was just I was just asking you what would you prefer, uh, bananas or avocados? Banana. Fantastic. <laughs> and what did you think to Martha? Wasn't she amazing? Yes, it's really, really amazing what uh, she, she's playing and she, she do in, in her job. Yes, I, I'm, I'm very privileged. I think we are very privileged to have so many experts on this, uh, on this platform via uh, Julian and Global Women Fresh. So, Barbara, could you tell us a bit more about, about you and your business, please? Yes, of course. Uh, first of all, um, thank you very much for this invitation. Um, I think it's really important to, to have the opportunity to speak and to discuss different ideas. And it's a pleasure for us, in the name of Siete Agro Marketing, have the opportunity to talk about women, and in our case, uh, women in the agri-food sector. Because I told, I am journalist, I'm from Siete Agro Marketing, that is a media based on the agri-food sector. And five years ago, we set in motion our project, uh, Mujer Agro, uh, vetting on agro-professional women in this sector that, as we know, has always been very masculinized. Uh, for this uh, reason, uh, we want to make the importance to have an implementing equality plans in the different companies. And also it's uh, really important to make the role of women visible and vet on more women in position of responsibility. Yeah. Uh, one of our main objectives in Siete Agro Marketing is give visibility to the most uh, vulnerable women, promoting an integration of women at risks of social exclusion and with disabilities with the agri-food sector and rural area. And also uh, we connect with other women's networking from other fields of activities that are being within around the, the world. Wow. Okay, and and the, the the project, the agro project, is it in, is it just in Spain? Is it in Europe? Is it all over the world? This project is uh, here from Spain. Uh, we create uh, my my agency, Siete Agro Marketing, and um, we have different actions. Uh, one of them is create uh, a forum. It's a kind of meeting, dialogues, and experiences that inspire women and men to promote equality. In this moment, uh, we are preparing our five for women professional that it will be next 29 of June in Valencia. It will be a meeting point uh, where women and men uh, will tell how their companies are improving in their 
incorporation of more and more women. <laughs> wow. Okay. And just like, like the question I asked the other ladies, what does success look like for you and for your project? Say in five years time, what would you like to see uh, being achieved, please? Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> uh, now uh, we are working with a new space, a space of women. Uh, we want to believe into a new initiative of my agency, uh, creating a new space for training and transmission uh, of knowledge uh, and inspiration for another woman, in especially basically in this sector, in the agrofood sector. Wow. Okay. And what one word, one key word I've learned over the last year, having done hundreds broadcasts, is collaboration. Um, are, are you looking for collaboration? Are you looking for companies and other, and other groups and other organizations to work with you, to collaborate with you, to make your project a success? Yes, of course. Um, the, uh, this forum I talk about, uh, we have different companies who want to collaborate it with us uh, because now companies uh, are uh, increase more women in their equality plans. So normal month, there are a lot of uh, companies that want to collaborate with us with different kind of projects. So. Okay. And how can we find out about this project? Uh, where, where do we need to go to find out, please? You can visit our website. It's uh, mujeragro.es. And we have LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Instagram, and also Twitter. We have all the social media. <laughs> Excellent. So it's very easy to find us. <laughs> Excellent. And I, and I checked uh, over the last couple of days, uh, getting prepared for this broadcast and um, everyone, the project uh, that uh, Barbara and her colleagues um, are, are running is amazing. You need to go and have a look at this. And uh, on the uh, broadcast repeats, we'll, we'll make sure that we've got it uh, um, on there. So, so you're positive. You're positive that what you've set up is going to make a difference. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Fantastic. Um, now, I, I think we've lost Eunice, um, who was in, in Kenya. Um, she, she had some problems in our green room on um, Internet connection. Uh, and she said uh, it, it wasn't wasn't well. Oh, Eunice, are you there? Come on, Eunice, are you going to come back in? Um, <laughs> let, let's see if we can get, get, get her back in. Can't at the moment. So what I suggest we do is if everyone else can come back in, Martha, Lena, Jenny, Julie, if you're there, so we can go uh, roll straight into our, into our Q&A. Um, Julie, what do you think? These ladies, they're, they're inspirational. I'm so impressed with them all. Julie, what do you think? I love it, Max. I think that, you know, once again, the, the goal of Global Women Fresh is to be able to present all of these global stories uh, of what each individual country out there is doing uh, to promote gender equality and to promote social impact. Um, and sometimes, you know, in our business, we get so busy that it's hard to kind of keep track or even know that any of these things are happening. And I think that bringing that awareness globally is really, really important. Yeah. And, and there's this word that's <clears throat> going around the UK at the moment, slightly controversial word of greenwashing. Um, so, so companies or individuals who, who are stating that they have got a sustainability goal, they've got a diversity goal, and they've got to put a page up on the, on the website, to, to, to website to show what they're, they're looking to, to achieve. And, and we sort of want to, want to break through that. So question to you all, social impact with a focus on gender equality, can it be achieved? Jenny, let's start with you. Social impact with a focus on gender equality, do you think it can be achieved in, in our lifetime? Well, um, you know, part of the fair trade standards are around gender equity. And it's clear that um, we've got a ways to go for that to be a lived reality for all women working um, on fair trade certified plantations or in fair trade certified producer co-ops. But I think it's important from an organizational perspective to have these messages um, coming to workers, supervisors, co-op members, that women um, have equal rights at the table, should be paid equally, should 
be able to enjoy a workplace free of harassment, either verbal or sexual. And I think that that starts with um, adherence to a a global standard, a global movement like fair trade. Uh, And hopefully if, if those are the norms that take place in your workplace, that there will be societal changes in individual families um, coming from from those fair trade standards. Yeah, Jenny, well said, there's an example I use that in the UK, one of our biggest pension funds um, has uh, told the the 100 biggest companies that they invest in that that if they don't have a diversified board by the end of 2022, they're going to remove that funding. So it might be a bit of an aggressive form to to drive societal change. But by crikey, it's got those companies um, awoken to the fact that they've got to change. And it goes back to what Martha was saying um, earlier to what she's looking to do with her colleagues uh, by driving this 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 positive change martha do you, do you think in the likes of mexico and with all of us do you think we need to do you, do you think we need governments to try and change um or, or do, do you think it's just going to change naturally what do you think please martha well, I, I think that uh, we we need to to have a global strategy and uh, it's important to include the different sectors of the uh, of, of the of the country, uh, starting young and preventing school dropout of girls, uh, to building life skills and changing social norms with both uh, boys and girls is, is a starting point in which the the government needs to be involved and also the companies to to make um, improvements in the schools that are around the area of influence of our big company or a big agropark is very important to to work with with, with the schools and to yeah. to work with youths to as a change agents uh, the youth promoters who reach their their peers to school based uh, strategies uh, and uh, also to to work with with parents so it's, it's a lot of uh, of uh, strategies that, that needs to go together in in a general strategy a strategy to really make change in the communities to community commitments and also to get the men on board and and changing uh, norms to to support women women access to to the different services and the and 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 to have uh, example reproductive health services that are very very important in in some marginal and vulnerable uh, vulnerable areas. So I, I think that it is a it needs to put together many many uh, strategies as well as as the media that is very important to uh, catalyzing inclusive language to social media and and making visible gender norms in mass media and uh, fomenting solidarity among women and so there are a, a lot of, of uh, uh, aspects that need to to be taken into account to really make a change martha th- th- thank you so- it, it feels like th- this isn't going to happen overnight, but I don't know if you're, I, I might be the optimist that I am, but it does feel that there is a positive change happening. And if, if anything, there is going to be a positive from the pandemic that everyone knows that to be better in, God forbid, another pandemic, we need to eat well. And how do we eat well? We eat more fresh produce. So if the consumer is eating more fresh produce, the, the, the business, the industry is going to do well. And what a great opportunity that is for all of you and all of your different countries and structures for, for that to, to go through. Barbara. And, and Max, had... Max, Max if I, mean, I just want to say also is, is kind of all the importance of the role of countries like Mexico and Colombia in, in Peru and Chile and other places in South America, what the role of, of, of feeding the world. So when you look at the trade between those countries and what they're doing into the US, Europe and Asia, it's huge. So it's critical that retailers such as Walmart and Kroger and Costco and all the big retailers of the world pay attention uh, at organizations such as the one Martha is running in Mexico because you know it is really critical of what they're doing there. 
uh, you know, with the women who work at the farm level and, and how do they really secure not only the, the, the women, but also the men and women, but, but it's, it's really looking at the entire supply chain and how do you consumers and retailers and everyone in the supply chain make sure that we're doing the right thing. And so, Julie, so, Julie, so Julie, it's not going to work. Because shareholders, because the likes of Walmart, let's let's pick on Walmart. They just want to make money. They make more money selling pop tarts and fizzy drinks than they do out of um, out of um, Jenny's bananas. How can we influence those those retailers who are selling 80, 85 percent of, of fruit and veg globally? How can we influence them to engage with you or more um, to do good? But they might not be making the same money as they they, they were selling an energy drink, Julie. Well, I think the retailers, the global retailers are, are finally paying attention and they're paying attention quite honestly because the consumers are also asking yeah. for it. Millennials and Generation C, they're saying yeah. you have to look at the planet, you have to look at sustainability, you have to look at all these things. Now, it is a process and this is why kind of hopefully these activities, uh, it's, it's really important to call the attention. Um, I know that organizations like Martha in Mexico have been doing some work with, with such as Walmart and others. I personally have done a lot of work with other retailers who are paying attention to what companies are doing at the farm level uh, to secure that you don't have, you know, any kids working at the farm that's, you know, the fair yeah. trade certifications and so on. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, we're moving towards that direction. More needs to happen. Um, and it will continue to happen more as consumers demand for it. And the consumer also needs to be willing to pay for that because all of that, yes. all of that has an incredible impact, financial impact to the farm level, to the companies who are actually doing all the work. Um, so the consumer, us, the consumers also need to be able to put out, put our hands in our pockets and pay for that, that extra certification for that extra story and, and so on to really to be able to give back to the community. Yeah, but I go back to my example of my my coffee from a from a Starbucks. Other brands are available at three pounds, three three euros, three three dollars, or fresh produce. What's actually if you're buying fresh produce, it's actually to me doing more good for society than it is buying an overpriced coffee. Uh, Lena, have have you looked to engage with the with the retailers? Um, have, have, and if you have, have they looked? Do they understand your message? Do they understand the, the change that you're trying to make in your business? Do they understand, Lena? Of course, of course, I understand. And our business is more business to business um, type of, of company. But, but I think that, you know, there, there are a lot of, of requests of certifications, you know, that you, know, you have Rainforest, you have Smeta, you have Grasp, you have Global Gap. And I think that that's a way to, to, to really move every company to, to engage in social impact, right? Uh, I think that retailers and, and, you know, the consumers globally, as Julie just uh, spoke, are, you know, gaining that, that grade of conscience. So it is wow. really going to help us uh, achieve our goals. You, you ask something about, you know, related to how do we know if we are succeeding in this social impact? And, you know, for us at Cartama, um, we are, you know, committed to when we reach out a community, when we work with them, when we give, you know, high quality employment for, for that community. The way for us to know if we are doing the right things is that that development remains even after we leave, if we leave oh, that, that community. Brilliant. That would be a perfect way to know that we're having the, the impact that, that we want. Fantastic. And, and Barbara, with, with your marketing expertise, can, can you see it changing? Can you see the retailers looking to engage with more fresh produce companies rather than big brands like um, power drinks? Do, do you think that we will see this change, Barbara? Yes, uh, I think that uh, different companies now are changing. It's not an easy way to do, but in communication and marketing, I think so we are, it's time to change. And also, as I told, incorporates more women in different uh, type of uh, marketing or communication 
like director or or young young people also. Yeah. So to everyone, what Global Women Fresh is not a talking shop, and Beanstalk is not a talking shop. Um, Julie, if you remember, one of the first conversations that we ever had when we uh, looked to create this partnership was that we wanted to create the conversation, not be part of the conversation. With the experts that we've got on today, what would you all like to see? What would you all like to change so that we can create, we can drive forward this gender equality fire um, of the amazing fresh produce sector? Go on, Julie, you go first, please. For me, it's it's uh, critical not to wait 200 years to achieve gender equality. So it, it has to come earlier. And, and that's what I stand and I wake up every morning to, to make sure that companies in our industry pay attention and make actions to, to change that within their internal companies. Wow. Okay. And, and Julie, I know I can ask you this question. Do you think it's achievable? Uh, well, we're working towards that. So if hopefully it's not the 200 years is we're going to achieve it in the 50, 60 years, but uh, it's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of work. And then the work starts at, you know, government level, private, non-private and, and down below. Excellent. Jenny, Come on, what would you, as I said, we're not creating a talking shop here. We want to create change. What would you like to see change to drive forward this gender equality through Fresh Produce? Yeah, we just need more, we need more women represented. We need, uh, you know, we're all here, women talking about the need for change. We need men to be also at this table, listening to us and making um you know, concrete proposals about how they are going to see a world where um, they change <laughs> the way they approach women in the produce industry. We sometimes get talked down to, like we're just little girls with a with a girl guide project. We're not. We're running a global company. We're we're building a, a large consumer brand, and yeah, I think it shocks some people in the industry and we we want to stop the shock you know we want this just to be normal stop the shock there we go what a, what a great phrase martha you've already achieved so much but i know that your road is a, is a long long one what would you like to see change in the short term please martha well i think that the the rise and the gender equity in the in in, in the productive area is a is a is an open door to also um, include gender equity not only in the workplace but al but also at home but sometimes at, at the workplace there are rules and things that are changing but not in uh, is not the same at home so we, we need to expand this, these changes that also women can have the, the, this equity in the, in the daily role with, with the children and with in all the areas of, of, of their lives and not only at maybe at the workplace where there are some rules that are running, but how to expand this to, to, to the daily life. So this is the, the, the next step. It will start with the workplace. Fantastic. Thank you, Martha. Lena, if I could give you a magic wand to create this change of um, bettering gender equality, what would you do with my magic wand? I think that, you know, I think everything begins at home, Max. You know, uh, I think that we need to be conscious and aware of the difficulties you know we have as women uh you know what's going on with society so with that magic wand i think i would just open everyone's eyes every woman's eyes you know to learn and to understand but most importantly to act got it fantastic and, and barbara what so Barbara, what would you do? What would you do? What change do you want to see in the short term, please, Barbara? Mm, good idea. <laughs> I think uh, we have to work together. Uh, companies, agencies, cooperatives and different unions in this sector, we have to work together 
for equality, yeah. making women in visibility, not only professional women, but also rural women, uh, young women, and director work together is the key. Fantastic. Everyone, we're slightly running out of time. Eunice, it is fantastic to have you back in, but we lost you. I'm sure it's because of your internet connection. What we'll do is, and I'm sure Julie will be okay with this, uh, we'll, you and I will do a one-off broadcast at, at a later date because we want to find out about everything about you and um, Select Fresh Produce in Kenya. Because we've run out of time, we're not going to let you go. We're going to find out more about, about you and your amazing business. But Thank Eunice, you. what Eunice, what change would you like to see on gender equality? What change would you like to see, please, Eunice? Uh, thank you very much. I'm sorry about that. Um, yes, so the change I'd like to see is more women being appreciated as leaders uh, in the world. Like I think um, Jenny was alluding to, uh, sometimes we are not taken seriously. And so just women, you know, just being given a seat in the decision-making rooms, um, and, you know, their decisions being taken seriously uh, across the world is something that we'd like to see happen more often. Um, and of course, uh, you know, deliberate decisions to make sure that women take up key leading positions, you know, in the relevant sectors. I think that would be something that I'd love to see more happening more. Um, yeah, especially in, especially in Africa. Uh, yeah, thank you. No, no problem. So everyone, we're just about to uh, run out of time. But Eunice, as I say, I'll, I'll make contact behind the scenes and we'll, we'll get you set up. I'm, I'm sure Julie will be OK with it. We'll, we'll do a one off broadcast with, with you on behalf of Global Women Fresh so we can find out so much about Select Fresh in, in Kenya. So just to wrap up, everyone, please, could you tell us and everyone listening in on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on um, on the podcast, on, on YouTube, as to why Global Women Fresh has been beneficial to you and your business? Jenny, can you go first, please? Just getting involved with Global Women Fresh, I'm really excited to become involved with this global network to to uh, connect to uh, my sisters around the world. And I just, I'm, you know, on the beginning of this journey, looking forward to it. Fantastic. Lena, well, what are your views of Global Women Fresh, please? Same as, as, as Jenny. You know, we are very, very happy to, to be involved and to be part of such an amazing, amazing initiative. Um, at a global perspective. So very happy and proud. Thank you. Barbara, what are your views of Global Women Fresh, please? I completely agree with my colleagues. Um, it's a fantastic initiative. And also it's a pleasure for us to have the opportunity to participate and dialogue and discuss different uh, topics and different opinions. Excellent. Well done, Barbara. Martha, what benefits have you found being associated with Global Women Fresh, please? Well, I think it's a, a wonderful opportunity to, to know the different, uh, the, the different challenges that, that, that uh, we need to face in, in this area and also to, to offer our experience in, in, in this field and uh, we can find us uh, as yo quiero, yo puedo, I want, I can. And I think that, that we need to put together all this experience and all the, the, the challenges that we, we have in this, in, in this field to improve, the, the, to contribute to how the, to, to uh, support women in, uh, and women voices and participation in all the in, in all the fields. Fantastic, Martha. And Eunice, I, I know you've only been on for a short period of time, but has Global Women Fresh, has it assisted you in your business? Absolutely. I just want to thank you, uh, Julie, for the impact that you've had in our business um, and even in Africa, in Kenyan businesses. I think global trade is very dynamic and uh, requires a lot of networking, given um, the situation we have across the world of COVID-19. So physical interactions have been very difficult. And I think Global Women Fresh has helped us network uh, a great deal and be able to even secure business uh, transactions that are going to transform our own company. So so, yeah, thank you very much, Global Women Fresh and Max. Thank you. Excellent. So, so, so I think what we're going to do is um, on the basis that we're going to positively wrap up now, I'd love to give you all new roles. 
And I'd, Martha, I'd love to make you head of the United Nations. I, I think that is your destiny to be head of there. Uh, I'm going to make Barbara the head of marketing for fresh produce globally. I'm going to make um, Jenny uh, a master controller of, um, of bananas on a global basis and to get us all to eat uh, fair trade bananas. There we go. Fantastic. Uh, Lena, you are going to run um, all avocados and you are going to double the, the, the size of production and consumption of um, avocados. Uh, Eunice, you're taking over Africa. You're going to make Africa the, the, the new hotbed of, uh, of fresh produce globally. Um, and, and Julie, you're, you're going to be the chairperson and you're just going to watch this, uh, the, this success that you've created. Julie, could you wrap up for us, please, on this subject of social impact with a focus on gender equality? Could you wrap up for us, please, Julie? Absolutely. I just want to say really thank you to all the participants today. Um, it's difficult sometimes with time zones, with language, with cultures, but I think that all of us are very committed to one common goal. And, and the same thing for you, uh, Max. Thank you for providing, for providing the platform to have this dialogue. And we invite all of the global companies to reach out to globalwomenfresh.com. Uh, we want to share the stories. We want to share the stories of sustainability, of social impact, of women who are actually doing some change. So thank you again, and uh, we look forward to the next session. Excellent. So two messages to wrap up with. If you're not already a member, join Global Women Fresh to make that difference. And if you are in the sector as a, as a business, come and partner with them. Come and sponsor with them. Come and be part of this fundamental change that, that, that Julie, her colleagues, and all of these lovely, uh, amazing ladies are, are making for the global fresh produce sector. Everyone, thank you very much. It's been fantastic. Eunice, we'll see you at the next broadcast. And Thank everyone, you. look after yourselves. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much. Bye 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 bye. Great energy. Thank you, Max. Thank you.